You pour your heart into your business, you give to your clients, and you take care of your family and your community. And you put off taking care of yourself. When you only focus on doing, you bottle up your emotions, which taxes your body and depletes your energy. You struggle to show up, to keep up, and to create results. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross. About 10 years ago, I burned out of the only career I thought I'd ever have. I got divorced, and I was crushed with chronic illness and pain. Now I have a business that I love, a husband I can grow with, and my health is on track. Through the power of coaching, I have come to recognize the resilience and power I carry within my soul. You have this resilience and power as well. Welcome to Inflow with Soul, where we create the space for playful restoration. Space to pause, to play, and to connect with your soul. Because when you take care of you, your results will take care of themselves. Hello, and I'd like to welcome you all again to another episode of Inflow with Soul. Today, we're speaking with Gabby Chang. Gabriella is a dating and relationship expert and a feminine embodiment coach. She helps her clients heal past karma drama and experience those loving relationships that they deserve. Gabby, thank you so much for for setting aside the time to be with us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with all of you. Yeah, this is a, a great topic. Relationships are key in our lives. And sometimes we just don't quite know how do I create these relationships that I really want, right? Yeah, relationships can be so difficult. And in the world that we live with everything that is changing, it's not about religion. It's not about a contract anymore. It's about love and finding your soulmate. So that makes it a little bit more complicated with so many options available. (laughs) Yeah, it sure does. So before we really get into the the meat of, of that and what you do with your clients, I would like to know a little bit more about you. Tell me about how you came into this work. My own experiences in getting my heart broken. Mm-hmm. So I was married for nine years and we started good. He was a good man and I respected him. However, over time, his direction, his drive changed or it just faded away. Okay. And I decided after nine years of marriage to end it because it was not fulfilling for me. We were not on the same page anymore. And even though he loved me very deeply, mm-hmm. we were just not working towards the same goals anymore. Yeah. So I decided to end that marriage four years ago. And then I, a year after my separation, mm-hmm. I was in love head over heels with this amazing gentleman uh, about my age, uh, successful provider, great man. And five months later, I moved in with him. But unfortunately, things turned toxic almost right away. Wow. So how I started suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, something that I never in my life had experienced. And the, the trauma, the pain, it was so difficult to overcome all of this. We just couldn't make it work. And I stayed there for a year. Mm. And, you know, it was just not sustainable for us anymore. Even though we went to therapy, we tried reading books, we were spiritual, we tried to bring in God. Like we both actually tried to make Mm -hmm. it work. We just felt that we couldn't. No matter what we tried, we couldn't. 
So I decided to move back and figure out my life again, rebuild everything. And in the process, I knew I was healing and I knew I needed to heal my marriage Mm -hmm. along with a lot of childhood trauma. So Mm -hmm. I started my healing journey and that's how I became, you know, the coach that I am today based on my own experience and healing myself. Wow. I, I just, I find it so interesting how many entrepreneurs go into business to help others solve the problem that they had to solve for themselves. Yeah. Now, what were you doing prior to becoming a coach? So during my marriage, I always wanted to have a degree. That was my number one thing. And I wanted to have a backup plan. Even though I knew it might not be my passion, but since I couldn't figure out my passion and I had a business before, I was very successful as a wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. I also have a degree in IT, MIS, and business. So I have two degrees. I have an MBA as a coach. So I decided, you know, to figure out this career path for me, which is already done and I'm done with my studies, thank God. (laughs) And so, yeah, I was, I was in IT before that and working my career. Okay. Until I found my passion, what really, what really lights me up every day to help other people. Yeah. And, And again, that's another thing that I really find interesting about entrepreneurs is that most of us start in another career before we get into building our own business. What was that transition like for you? It was completely the opposite sides, you know, going from being analytical, logical all day to being emotional. So okay. for me, it was more of getting in touch with my own emotions, truly be compassionate. I thought I was compassionate. I thought I was empathetic. I thought I could even feel people's energies. But many times I was wrong because I was not even in touch with my own energies. I was dissociated from my own body, from my own sensations and feelings. And, you know, I had to figure that part before I could help anybody else. So it was definitely a transition of at least uh, three, four years. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, and that, that whole healing process takes that long sometimes as well. I mean, healing. Yeah, exactly. Healing, I would agree with you, doesn't end. Um, And sometimes when there are big traumas uh, or experiences that um, we need to shift kind of our our emotional energy around those, that it doesn't happen overnight. Like there are a lot of really good modalities out there, right? To help us heal um, and they facilitate this healing, but it still takes time. And I just want the listeners to hear that there's no timeline on this. But if it takes you two or three years, you're not behind. You haven't, you know, you're exactly where you need to be. At the end of the rainbow, you will find the gold. I can promise you that because it's such a rewarding experience. And you, uh, you know, Dr. Mary, you can attest for this as well, because you've gone through the, through the uh, healing journey as well. Right. And the inner peace, the serenity, the, the harmony within yourself is so amazing. There are no yeah. words for that. It's being aware. It's being awakened. It's being mindful. Is If I have any triggers, I know how to deal with them if they ever come up, you know? Right. So right. It's, it's all about the internal and how to shift 
into it's me, it's about me and not make any anything about anybody else or point your finger at anybody else. I'm not a victim anymore. I've been a victim, but I'm not anymore. I can take charge, responsibility, and that makes me feel even more powerful and stronger in being a woman in this world, which is hyper-masculine. Right. It is. And I want to, I want to get to that, but before we do, I think the other thing that I just heard you say, um, uh, and the words are going to slip by me right now. We're going to come back to that. This happens sometimes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the, the masculine piece that you're introducing here. And you mentioned it earlier when you were talking about your job was a very in your head kind of work. Um, did you consider that to be more masculine versus feminine, what you're doing now? Yeah. So we all have the masculine and the feminine within ourselves. And the okay. opposites always exist in this world. The sun, the moon, the earth and heaven, you know, uh, water, earth. You're always going to see the opposite. That's polarity. So right. within ourselves, we, ha- we have masculine and feminine energies, the yin and the yang, however you want to call it. Sure. So you need to bring those energies into balance. Mm-hmm. Also. We can talk about hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. All of these hormones are constantly playing in our bodies. If you are having a hormonal imbalance, you're going to feel it and in, in every, everybody else around you will feel it. Right. So anything that has to do with masculine activities will increase your testosterone. Mm-hmm. Anything that has to do with feminine activities will increase your estrogen. So you can say this, for example, anything that activates the left side of the brain, that's testosterone-driven. Um, anything that increases or activates your right side of the brain, that's um, estrogen. So we can say emotions, talking, crying, um, you know, nurturing, beloving, and compassion. All those are feminine activities or traits. Mm-hmm. Masculine success, competitive. And, you know, making money, strategic, analyzing, all that increases testosterone. And men and women, we can do it at the same time. It's not about being smart or being less than. It's choosing, wanting to balance ourselves. Men, for example, is easier, obviously, for them because we live in a hyper-masculine world or however you want to call this world. What's happening now is that a lot of women obviously are claiming their masculine energy because we've been pushed down seven citizens and all of this. The problem with that is that at the same time, me including, we are denying our feminine energy. We are saying that's weakness. That is not for me. That is, you know, I don't want to be like a a bimbo without a brain. I don't want to be this kind of woman. Mm -hmm. However, in denying your feminine side, you are denying a part of you. You're cutting your heart completely. Yeah. You're cutting your intuition. You know, mm-hmm. so you're staying in your brain, in, in your head, yeah. building walls, putting your heart in a little locked box so right. nobody has access to it. And when you do that, you are pure destruction. Everything around you just is destroying, destroying, destroying. Why? Because the masculine energy, again, feminine, masculine, the masculine destroys, the feminine creates. So if you're denying the feminine, you are destroying everything around you. You know, so we have a lot of complications, a lot of problems with children. They don't know how to process their emotions because the feminine is lacking or the feminine has to take the role of the dad, you know, of the provider and all of these things. So the feminine cannot be there. 
the feminine relaxes, the masculine drives, the masculine does, the masculine leads, which is perfectly fine. Sure. But as women, we need to find our own balance yeah. for our bodies, for our menstrual cycles to work normal, to be normal, to feel good. We need to balance these energies. Exactly. You have a, a lot of really good examples of the, the masculine and the feminine. And, um, and, and I think I want to come back to one of the points that you made earlier is that we're living in a very masculine world. Now, we're talking about masculine energy, not necessarily masculine and gender, correct? Correct. Not yeah. necessarily. So if women are reclaiming their masculinity, which is 100% good, Mm -hmm. if we don't balance our femininity and if we don't see men as souls as well and in relationships specifically, if we don't reclaim our femininity within the relationship, Mm -hmm. you know how opposites attract, you know, attract. Sure. Yes, it's true. Absolutely. Feminine and masculine attract each other. And this is going to happen in same gender relationships. You always refer to Who's the girl? Who's the woman? Who's the man in the relationship, right? You're always going to find this because you will see one is more, you know, feminine traits than the other one. So this is energetic. If the woman is cutting off her heart, she's in her masculine, she will be attracting more feminine men. Meaning men who communicate more feminine. They talk, I feel this. I feel that you don't care about me. They complain more. They're jealous or controlling Mm-hmm. And if she is in her feminine, but she may be in the wounded feminine, this is the type of woman who will usually wear her heart on her sleeve, okay. give too much of herself, always being the mother, the protective, always trying to take care of the man. Then this is going to attract masculine wounded men, meaning men who are narcissistic, men who are not comfortable in in their masculinity they are avoidant and she's probably anxious Mm -hmm. so we have this dynamic if you are feminine wounded you attract masculine wounded if you are in your masculine you attract feminine so of course you want to you know shift your energy you want to heal it at the same time so you start attracting a different kind of man and they exist you just have to believe they do yeah So again, you've, you've given some examples already, but I, what's going on in my head as I'm listening to you describe this is that in, in business or in leadership or, or even in the workplace in general, right? They're, again, going back to that whole masculine energy, it's all about results. It's, it's all about doing, doing, doing. And what I'm hearing you say is that the feminine side of us is more about the being, um, and the relaxing and, and the space and, and time. And so, can you kind of give me maybe like a little character um, description of a woman who might be caught up in the whole masculine energy and not be even aware of that? What might that look like? She will probably be feeling like she has nobody's help. She's feeling unfulfilled. She's not feeling happy, especially during sometimes, you know, we women go through our monthly cycles, regardless if you have one or not. Um, she may feel unfulfilled with herself, Mm -hmm. some wars in her head. Uh, Whenever something goes wrong, there is an issue. She will go into, I'm not good enough. This is not for me. I should quit. I should not do this. So that's the battle that is going inside our heads. Instead of, it's okay. This is what is happening. Let me just be, let me take a break. 
Let me do some me time. Mm -hmm. Let me just disconnect from all of this. Mm -hmm. Breathe in deeply. And then I can come back stronger with more, you know, solutions with a different perspective, with maybe even thinking outside the box and being more creative. Mm. But when we are masculine, again, masculine, masculine is constantly, you know, it's good. You're driving. But if you don't stop and bring in the feminine energy, how can you create anything new? Right. That's a great description. Okay. So that's kind of like... If you're stuck in that that masculine energy, what that experience might be like, let's jump over to the outcomes that you help your clients create through the work that you do with them. So can now can you tell me a story or two about a, you, a woman that you helped move from that masculine energy into our more uh, feminine energies? Yeah, so there are two types of clients, right? The one who is feminine wounded and the one who is more in her masculine. The feminine wounded is usually the woman who doesn't believe in herself. She's constantly depressed, uh, crying. She's needy, clingy. Uh, And then we have the very masculine woman. I don't need anybody. I can handle everything myself. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I am what I am and I don't need you, right? We all need each other. We are in community. So we are always going to be needing others around Mm -hmm. ourselves. So uh, the way I help these two different women is by explaining all of this in deep, how the feminine and masculine works. Also by giving them strategies on how to communicate not only with their partners, but Mm -hmm. their kids and everybody else. Because a relationship is not only with your partner, but the one you have with yourself your business, mm-hmm. and the people that you uh, do business every day, you know, vendors, clients, um, employees, all of these people, you need to have this communication skills, you need to have relationship skills so that you can actually bring the best out of people. So the way I help is by analyzing your patterns, understanding where are the triggers and what is causing those triggers. So, for example, I had a client, her name is Sol, and she, we went deep into the practices because I teach with meditation and I take you into your heart, your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And from there, whatever needs to come out will come out. Whatever needs to heal will heal. So she actually went as far back as being in the womb Mm -hmm. of her mother, of course. So she was able to describe and see everything because you have to remember, even though we don't have the memory, you are alive, you hear, you have your senses already active since you're in the womb. So just because you don't have access to them, it doesn't mean you don't have them. So that's what we do. We access those memories which are stored in your brain or subconscious mind. So we went back and she she started crying, remembering how she received this belief from her mother, who was going through some issues at that time with her father. Um, the, the you know soul mm-hmm. believed that she will be cut off from her freedom. Mm-hmm. So whenever she saw or she was in a relationship with a man, whenever she felt that they were cutting or you know threatening her freedom she created problems and she avoided the relationship and she was over uh, 40 years old so she's okay. never been married and no kids and she was with she had a boyfriend who was 
with her. He loved her. He was going to therapy. He was working on the relationship, trying to be better. And they have broken up. After this session, she was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I've been running away from this wonderful man who doesn't want to control me, who is actually giving me freedom, but I'm not seeing that. Right. So in this example, you can see how we absorb things from our parents. Yes. So all of the trauma that we have, all of the triggers that we have, they don't only come from our childhood years. They can come from generations behind, far back. Exactly. So that's the work that I do. I, I help you heal from your DNA, but we need to first understand men, women's differences, hormones, you know, strategy, how to communicate because men and women, we communicate differently. Women usually communicate from the right side of the brain in conjunction with the left one, men usually from the left, if they're okay. in the masculine. <laughs> right, right. So we communicate differently. We speak differently. Right. So what was the outcome then for Soul after she, you know, recognized this pattern that she has? What happened next? Yeah, she is back with her boyfriend and she understands the dynamic of the relationship so much better. And mm -hmm. she's not fighting in the relationship anymore. She's not fighting for her freedom because now she knows she has it. It's always wow. been there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, do you have one more story for us? Yes, I have a story where one of my clients, uh, she actually, she could not do ballet because she had a little bit of a bigger body, you know, bigger bones. Sure. So you have to be very skinny for ballet. She actually played golf. But that little issue from her, uh, you know, early childhood, around 10 years old, that she could not do ballet affected her entire life into believing that she wasn't pretty enough. And that she could not fit in society, that she didn't look like everybody else. In that case, she stopped comparing herself with other women who were not like her. Mm -hmm. And she started to see her uniqueness. She started mm -hmm. to see how special she is for the qualities and the traits that she has. You know, but understanding where her beliefs came from and how she made sense of the world at that early age. Yep. was still dominating her, her life after she switched that and she switched the meaning that she was given it, her entire world started to switch. And, you know, her husband and her are actually doing so much better because now she's able to see her own beauty. Yeah. It's almost like you give your clients their life back to them. Yeah, They've always had it. It's always been there. Yes. I just hold their hand and I just help them see what they cannot, you know, we have blind spots. Exactly. And sometimes our friends, they're not experts, they're not professionals. And we take advice from our friends whose lives are maybe even worse than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do yeah. that. You know, go to the experts and make sure the experts actually embody what they teach. Right. Yeah. So being the expert in here in this uh, field then about relationships, you said that you started by looking at patterns, but what is it that you're looking for in that patterns? Or what's the first thing that you want to help the client um, learn or master? To first see that her perspective is what is going to change everything. Okay. Meaning we, and I'm going to put myself as an example, 
because we all do it, we usually say he or she did this to me. Yes. He or she talked to me in this tone, say these things this way. We, you know, especially we women, we overanalyze the text message right. or the body language. Many people that are empaths or, or they think they feel the energies. Now they're not only judging the or super overanalyzing the words, but they're overanalyzing the energy as well. Okay. So for that, just stop for a second. Five seconds, like they say, stop for five seconds, breathe in, and then take in. Okay. So if you feel somebody's judging you, if you feel somebody's criticizing you, we want to look into how are you judging and criticizing yourself? Mm-hmm. Because our internal world is, our, um, I'm sorry, our external world is a reflection of our internal world and vice yeah. versa. Correct. So if something is affecting you, if we are only focusing on what is going on outside the world, we need to look into what is going on inside. Mm-hmm. You know, how am I attracting these people? How did I attract this job, this you know, this man or this woman into my life. What is it about me that made this person come to me? Because we're like magnets. We're magnetic, energetic, right? right? So if you have magnets of the same poles, they're not going to attract each other. They're going to repel each other. So if you have two people having a conflict and they're both talking in a very masculine way, you know, they're just going to repel. There is never going to be any understanding or resolution. Mm. But if one person can simply go into the feminine, which is touch your heart, mm-hmm. listen, pay attention to what they're saying, ask clarifying questions and get out of your self, get out of your head, <laughs> you know? yeah. drop down into your heart and see this person as somebody who's also been triggered. So don't yeah. let your triggers get in the way. And stop for a moment, stop making it about you. Mm-hmm. Let's think about them and then we work on you. So that I think these are some of the messages that, that I hear, but I think they get twisted sometimes, right? So what I just heard you say, stop worrying about yourself and think about others. Yes. How you do that? Yeah. Stop saying but you did this to me. You know, when you're having a conflict, yes. they yes. say, you did this to me, so you get defensive. You feel they're attacking you. They may be attacking you, but not on purpose. They're attacking you because they are being triggered, because they don't feel safe, because they feel their ego got in the way, and now the ego is threatened. Yes. going to die. So they right. need to fight for their lives. But yes. look around you. Am I safe? Is the, you know, the roof falling in my head? No. Do I feel safe with this person? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can I communicate effectively with this person? Yes. Okay, then now, uh, you know, breathe in and start asking questions. How does that make you feel? In what way did I offend you? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more? How do you feel? Instead, we go, but you did this or why do you do that? You know? Right. Anytime you start a, a conversation or a resolution of conflict with why, yeah, you are going to actually trigger the person's identity and they're going to feel threatened. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to play with their identity because we all have an identity crisis at some point in our lives. So, you know, maybe every seven years we go through identity crisis. So don't trigger somebody's with asking why questions. Yeah. Leave it for the 
you know, leave that for your business, know your why, leave it that, leave that for a coach, you know, they know how to handle their identity, their ego. So ask questions with what, how, where, when, mm -hmm. you know, what do you mean? Can you tell me more about that? Uh, I would love to hear more about that. Can you tell me more? Yeah. You know, because we, we offend people all the time without even knowing. We sure. throw words sometimes that we don't know and we have to be responsible for the words that we throw out there. Yeah. You know, and I think that that word responsible, I, I think is that key piece. So even when we're in a space, let's say we're in conflict with, with another person, the, I, I think that the first step is, and what I hear you describing is paying attention to your own reactions. Let's say I said something that triggered you. Okay. So I said something that triggered you and you come back with me with these defensive behaviors, whatever that looks like for you. Now I'm receiving these defensive behaviors. And now I feel like I have to defend myself against your defensive behaviors. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, so it, so the first, so let's just come back to me then in this scenario, then what I have to be willing to assume responsibility for my own reaction to your first defensive behaviors and realize that your defensive behaviors are not about me, not even necessarily about what I, may not even be what I said, but what I said triggered a memory for them or triggered an emotional pattern for them. May not have anything to do with what's happening in this moment, but an old program that they're operating from. Yes. And when we don't recognize that this is where, where we're all operating from, then that we get caught up in all that drama yeah. and all of that back and forth. Absolutely. And, you know, actually, that is the inner child who hasn't resolved things from the past. So our inner child is constantly driving. Mm -hmm. So as long as you don't hear heal your inner child, you're going to be meeting people at the inner child. So if I yes. trigger you, you're going to trigger me back. And now you have two children fighting for their toys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so and, and, or mean? recognition or power or whatever it is that we're whatever fighting over. Is, yeah. You know, that we're putting there. So when you actually take time, five seconds, okay, it's not about me. This person has just been triggered, but I got triggered at the same time. Right. Feel your body, ground yourself, put your hands in your heart and in your you know, belly if you want to. And just mm -hmm. take a moment to compose yourself. Right. And so you take the, the driver's seat. Don't let the child take the driver's seat. You yeah. hold it. You're in control. You don't need to react. You just have to respond, mm -hmm. you know, and if you offended somebody, you said something you shouldn't have, then apologize for it. But that's compassion. Right. That's empathy. Right. Compassion. What the problem is, and I think that's what, you know, you're seeing in this case where I'm saying, you know, forget about you for a moment and think about the other person. Mm -hmm. This means have compassion and have and be empathetic. That doesn't mean forget about you and, and, and become a slave of this other person and become, right. you know, uh, don't be dumb. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you want to protect yourself, but you also want to do it with compassion and love. And that's yeah. the way. So it sounds like what you're saying is that this whole process really starts. If I want a relation, a better relationships, whether it's a personal relationship or it's a relationship at work or with my clients or with my vendors, whatever, I need to start with me first. 
to understand what triggers me and to to own that that whole experience of when somebody says something that triggers me that's that's my response that's yeah. not their responsibility that's on me because imagine how many people do we trigger every day i'm yes. sure i trigger a lot of people but is it my intention no I don't know the memories. I don't know their traumas. I don't know anything about them many times, you know, and even if I do, you know, as my siblings, things that trigger them don't trigger me. And we grew up in the same house, you know, we're raised by the same parents. So it's not the same for everybody. This all goes back to your belief system, your paradigms, your habits. How are you with everything that is around? How you take in the external world? And also, you know, if you are feeling triggered, constantly having anxiety, panic attacks, depression, Mm -hmm. and all of this, those are your emotions that you haven't processed. And those are messages, anxiety, depression, um, Mm -hmm. you know, crying all the time or having panic attacks. That's actually messages that are coming up to the surface and they're just like poking on your body, wanting to release. You're like a volcano. Yeah. And until you don't do that, you, your health will continue to decline. And I can tell you that because I am a very healthy woman and I work out all the time. I eat very healthy, organic and all that stuff. And as I was at the end of my relationship with my toxic boyfriend, um, actually, I started having uh, blood pressure issues, mm-hmm. which I never had that problem in my life. I'm not sure. an Asian person, but it was such such a chronic disease every day I was only sleeping five hours mm-hmm. every day I was nervous hyper vigilant mm-hmm. you know being careful with everything that was said over analyzing everything that my health started to decline sure. and if you don't check on yourself at that early stage guess what your health will continue declining to the yeah. point that you you know you are very deep into this darkness and only you can pull only yourself can do the work to pull yourself out of that darkness. We all go into darkness, yeah. but you have to choose how deep you want to go and how long you want to stay there. Right. I think that's an important piece is that there's nothing wrong in and of itself to go into the darkness. It, it's a way to retreat, right? It's a way to retreat from whatever is happening out here. And, and we need those retreats. It's, it only becomes a problem when we get stuck there, when we no longer want to come back to the surface or come back to our relationships. Um, that's when we then start to isolate ourselves. But when we're in that, that darkness, right, we've isolated ourselves um, and we're looking around, all we see is darkness. We don't see any support. What, what are some strategies that you, you give your, co- your clients to use to help them orient themselves in that darkness so that they can find their way out of it. So for this, it's going to be a little bit of a longer explanation or answer. Um, When we are in that darkness, we are letting the emotional side of us take over. So logic is not longer present. And so when you are in this dark place, energetically speaking, you are like in the air. So you need to do a lot of grounding, maybe even eat, some carbs like bread and, you know, potatoes, things Mm -hmm. that that are going to help you ground. You want to walk outside, you know, touch the soil. Why? Because that is the feminine energy, earth, connect to mother earth, Mm -hmm. go on a retreat, go on walks every day and just breathe in the air deeply. You need oxygen 
you need to ground yourself. You need to just connect to earth, like, you know, just the same as we connect, like, you know, all these appliances. Right. Because as long as you are in the air and just thinking and overthinking, you are in, in this dark cloud. So right. you need to bring the energy down by plugging into earth. So yeah. a meditation that I usually always recommend and that it always works for me, especially when you're trying to sleep, you know, and you are in the darkness, yes. you can't sleep because your mind keeps racing and going on and on and on and over, over, over the same thing. Yeah. You know, so a good way is to breathe in deeply and imagine your feet turning into roots and start going deep into the earth. And as you're going deep, start absorbing white bright light and see how it starts filling all of your body mm -hmm. you know you can do this with a with your eyes closed this is just a visual practice you can do and continue breathing and as you're doing that feel heavy feel the heaviness of the earth sucking you in okay and trust me within five breaths you're gonna fall asleep mm -hmm. and you may wake up again within two hours mm -hmm. do it again do okay. it again and again. Train your brain. It's a muscle. Train it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, the other thing that I was thinking about as you were describing that, you know, that being in the darkness and, and these strategies, I imagine that little voice in their head that says, no, don't do this. Don't, don't do the grounding. Don't do the breathing. Just stay here in this, this darkness. This is where we're safe. Yeah. You think you're safe, but actually that is your ego saying, I'm not safe. Yes. I'm I'm dying or something's happening. I need to survive. So you are not fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you are in fight or flight, your digestive system shuts down. You may eat, but your food is not being processed. Right. So actually, because your digestive system is shutting down, all of your energy is going towards your arms and legs. And if you are like producing a lot of adrenaline, uh, mm -hmm. cortisol. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're active. That's why you can't sleep. You can't relax. You're impatient. You are like this, you know, person who doesn't stop talking or, you know, different things that you can be doing. So for that, you need to bring in the oxygen, breathing deeply so you can actually relax and shut down the energy from going to your arms and legs and actually turn on your digestive system so that you can start absorbing the nutrients that you need. But you need oxygen. To absorb the, the food, you know, all the nutrients from your food, you need oxygen. Right. So slow down, put the fork down, eat, and just be mindful when you're eating. Be mindful of when you're feeling in this dark place mm -hmm. and do the roots. I used to do the, the roots, uh, you know, practice 20,000 times a day. Mm-hmm. Until I finally got out of that, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. But when I'm having, you know, some, I'm worrying about something, something's not working out the way I want, you know, go back to the practice. And then in that space, that's when you can create, that's when you see solutions because you're out of the darkness. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I, that's a great point too, because we're talking about this darkness, kind of like a depression, emotional darkness. But as we were saying earlier in this conversation, this, culture that we live in is very masculine driven. And, and one of the ways I think that shows up is the sense of I'm never done. There's always more to do. I'm always in a hurry. 
So I think that's another sign that we're up in our head and that we need to be grounding so that we can slow down. So again, the darkness may not just be this literal blanket of a depressive kind of darkness. It could be just the sense that I'm always in a race and I'm never going to win this race, but I can't quit this race. Yeah, you have the urges, you have the need yeah. to do something, to do, 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 do. Okay, I yes. did this, what's next, what's next, what's next? And for us women, if we don't have the help from our partners, then we're going to resent the partners. We, we're going to resent the people around us. Because number one, as a strong woman, you don't ask for help. You can do it all. I mean, you're a superwoman, you know? Of course, right. Why do I need to ask for anything? Exactly. No, offer their help. But then when they offer their help, we say no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you understand? Guilty. so um when you are constantly looking for something new to do or the to-do list and constantly checking off boxes you Mm -hmm. have to ask yourself what am i trying to fill here where is the gap what am i missing go on a retreat by yourself and figure that out because life is not about next 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 what do i do life is about being enjoying laughing having joyful moments, collect the joyful moments that you have. Collect happiness. Happiness is not permanent. You know, it goes up and down. Start collecting those, you know? Start saving them as treasure. Get your heart out of the, you know, lockbox and start collecting these little (laughs) joyful moments. So, so far, we've really talked about that whole relationship with ourself bit, being aware of how we're responding to what is happening around us, what meaning we're making of that, how to ground ourselves so that we can get out of our head and, and into our hearts. How do we, tell me a little bit about how this now connects with others, whether it's a personal relationship or maybe a work relationship. How do I tr- make that transition? Yeah, well, especially in business, you know, in business, you're going to face rejection all the time. Mm-hmm. You're going to face people with different personalities, people mm-hmm. with different triggers. You're going to have a relationship with everybody in your business and you're going to have to wear multiple hats, especially as an entrepreneur. You have to do marketing. You have to figure out so many things, you know. Right. And as long as you have those beliefs in the background telling you you're not good enough, you're not lovable. Uh, nobody cares about you. You're strong. You're powerful. You need no one. Guess what? How is that going to transfer into your business? You're not going to be asking for help and you're going to be expecting everybody to be like you. Mm-hmm. But that's when you need to be compassionate and understand that people are not like you. That's why you're the entrepreneur. That's why you're running the show. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and how do you face rejection? It's not because you're not good enough. It's not because your product or service is not good enough is because you need to figure out a better way to target your niche, to send the, the marketing message. Right. So again, it's coming back to knowing who we are and, and, and having that relationship with ourselves so that when I am rejected or I get turned down by a client or a prospect or something like that, that I'm not turning or and making that about me again, right? That, that whole, we've let that go. It's not about me. It's, uh, it's really about them. This is where now we can forget it. it. It's not that we're forgetting about ourselves, but we're recognizing that it's not about us. Yeah, that when and, there's, if was, and if it was because you made a mistake, well, rectify it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Don't go into the low, into the darkness of I'm not good enough and I I suck at this. I shouldn't yeah. be doing this. You know, you have to check on that self-talk. Right. So something I tell my clients all the time is imagine you're giving yourself that advice to somebody who's going through this right now. Yeah. What will you tell them? And they start telling me all these amazing, beautiful things, you know, and, and incredible advice. And I'm like, do you tell that to yourself? Right. That's when they start thinking, no, I don't talk to myself in this way. So you cannot give advice that you're not taking for yourself. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. So again, the, the, so self-awareness is, is paying attention to what's happening in my body. How am I responding to whatever is happening out here? And now what is that self-talk? What is that chatter telling me about me or about them? You know, because if, if, if it's just self-chatter or maybe if even it's coming out, I think you mentioned earlier, like, you know, we start blaming other people. We look for other reasons why we're not getting the results we want. We're looking out here rather than looking at what is my part in this and how do I show up differently to get different results? Yeah. And that, that you're saying, you know, how do I show up energetically? How are you showing up? Yeah. Are you showing up confident or are you showing up with your guard up and being like, be careful with what you say because you're going to get in trouble. You know, are, mm-hmm. how are you showing up for yourself? Yeah. How are people perceiving you as a business owner? This is something I learned from Elena Cardone, actually. So you want to know how people perceive you mm-hmm. and you cannot be mad about it. Mm-hmm. Because people will tell you how they see you. You don't have a mirror in front of you every single day to see yourself. And even if you do, you may not be mindful enough to recognize right. <laughs> certain things about yourself. So a good thing to do when you are improving yourself is to ask maybe the people closer to you. I will recommend you to start with the people closer to you sure. and make a pact with yourself and with them. I want you to tell me three traits that you see about me. How do you perceive me? Just three things. It can be good, but whatever it is, just tell me. And then they will give you feedback. And you have to say, does that align with the person I want to be? Right. Is that in alignment? And if it's not, why? That's when you can ask why, because then you are questioning your own identity. Right. You see yourself as this person, but you are actually being perceived as this other person. So there is a, this misalignment there that you need to face. Right. And, and that, again, is, is also true in our own personal relationships, the people that we are with on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you again, chose the person, <laughs> unless you were, you know, in a, you were chosen. Uh, how, does, how do you call the marriage? When you didn't choose your marriage? Oh, uh, an arranged marriage. Yeah. Unless you're in an arranged marriage, yeah. you chose the person you're with, you know, for a reason. So figure out why you chose that person as well. Make a list of the good traits of that person as well. Sometimes we focus too much on the negative and it's important right. to also see the person for the positive and focus on the positive. Be grateful for the positive as well so that we can get more of that. Yeah. Fabulous. This is what an enlightening conversation because again, we're all in relationships and no, maybe it's not fair to say nobody, but I would say most of us have probably never had any 
specific training and how to be healthy in a relationship. Uh, and we've all gotten training, right, from our primary caregivers and the people that we hang around with. Like, we see what they're doing. But as you said, without the the knowledge of what a healthy relationship is, everyone's just trying to figure it out for the best the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. And getting advice from friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. May, may not exactly be the advice that you might need. <laughs> So when we're talking about advice from an expert, then let's, uh, where can people find you when they want to build relationships with themselves and with their partners? Absolutely. So they can go to the romancechat.com and there you'll be, you'll be booking a clarity session with me personally, and we will go over, you know, strategies and finding patterns, what is happening, if necessary, I will guide you through a meditation. This is a one hour long session where we're going to find clarity. And then only if I see that I can help you, I will offer you my program. And then you can decide if that's what you want to do. Wonderful. And just, again, give us the outcome. What is it that um, is waiting for us on the other side of, of these challenges that we're currently facing? What is waiting is inner peace. Mm-hmm. True happiness, connection with your partner, with your friends, your family, with God, and healing the baggage that you're carrying around in your shoulders. And what you will have so many realizations in the course of three months with me that you will start feeling lighter and happier just after one session. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing what you do. I, I think relationships are really the, the the cornerstone of our experience. We are meant to be connected to one another. And when those relationships are healthy, there's nothing like it. And when they're not healthy, it is, I think, one of our greatest sources of pain. So thank you for helping us navigate through this so that we can get more of that, that inner peace that you're talking about. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Mary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you are coming away feeling maybe a little inspired, maybe a little more informed, or maybe just rested. Most of all, I hope you're coming away feeling empowered. If you do, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes, but most importantly, please pass along this sense of empowerment to your friends and to your networks. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you.